Well, Trevor, they've asked us to do it again. That's because we're the experts. We're the only ones who find real evidence of ghosts. Ghosts and haunted places and... And this is going to be the most haunted place I've ever seen. I mean, let's oh, walk man. in. Door open. Did you hear that door? It really needs oil. It probably does. Oil? 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 Let's not get on this again. Okay, let's go. All right, let's walk in. Cricket, cricket, cricket. And that is really crickety. Oh, no, sorry, I was me doing it. Oh. Sorry about that. Well, you need not do that so we can hear the ghost activity. No, I like doing, sorry, you're right. When you're right. right, you're right. All right, I'm pulling out uh, this EKG meter. Extra kilogram graphometer. That's right. And I'm trying my best to see if there's any ghosts in here, if there's any, uh, you know, residue of ghosts or something like that, this EKG meter. No, that's what's at a hospital. <laughs> this, <laughs> so we're going to check the heart rhythm. Something undead. Yeah. Well, yeah, that works. All right, right, let's do it. We're experts. We're, we're experts. All right, okay. Um, there's nothing. There's nothing. Which makes wait, sense. Cause wait, I'm... let's try this. What? All right, hold my hand. Okay. You, hey, you don't need to squeeze so tight. Hey, when you say hold the hand, I hold hand. Well, all right. All right. Close your eyes and focus on ghost energy. All right, my eyes are closed. <clears throat> if there's anyone living or dead in this house... Speak to us now. It's getting kind of cold in here. Do you feel that coldness? Ah, uh, there's a chill in the air. Look, your EKG meter's going off the roof. Oh my gosh! Off the roof? I should have. Yeah. I shouldn't have threw it up there. You shouldn't have thrown it on the roof. <laughs> oh gosh. Wait, wait, did you hear that? Whoa. Wait, what is that? I hear something. What is that? I don't know. Those voices sound familiar. They sound very familiar. This is one heck. What's going on? What's happening? What is this? Oh, no! Get out of here! I don't understand! Slam this door! Slam! This is Sarmetta! Hello and welcome to another episode of Retro Blast. Uh, this is the spooky edition, Trevor. We're the spookiest. We're the scariest. We're the most boo-inducing. That's that sounds like we're being booed. That's very accurate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was thinking. You that. know what's spooky is how long it took us to come up with that ridiculous skit. Yeah. Longer than ever. It usually takes us 10 seconds. That one took us like a minute. Yeah, it really did. And it's it wasn't that good. It wasn't worth a minute. No, it wasn't. Our improv, though. Top notch. Yes, I give it a B minus. <laughs> yeah, I give it a B plus because, oh. but I'm I love us. Now, of course, Trevor, it's the time of year when mm-hmm. the ghosts, the ghouls, the ghost, skeletons, skeletons. I said ghost and you said skeletons. Yeah. <laughs> when the pronunciation you, gets particularly you threw me spooky. Off. Yeah, even. All the grammar teachers out there are terrified of this show. Speak English, boy. We don't know how. <laughs> but thanks for listening to us as another episode. This is our very special episode. It's the Halloween edition of Retro List. Yes. And, of course, that means we're going to try to scare our audience. I'm going to keep talking like this. Scare me a little bit. To the point that it's annoying. So yeah, our idea for this spectacular episode is... Oh, I like that. Is 
Yeah, that's trademark probably. By us now. Probably by like Walmart or Target. No. But um Whoa, whoa, don't say those places. Ooh, they yeah. haven't sponsored us that's yet. That's true, yeah. Uh-huh. It's soon, soon. Yeah. Sure. But I don't know, we just want to do something kind of Halloween thing just because it's that time of year. And <laughs> yeah, normally our <laughs> you know. sh- normally our show is very serious. Very serious. Uh, yeah. We get to the the matter of these games that we review. The heart of the matter. Yeah, uh, we there's no joking around. No, there's no goofing ups. No, there's no uh, silly abouts. We just talk about the games. Right. You know, we're hardcore, and that's why people love us. But this episode is going to be for fun. Right, as opposed to normal when we're very serious and accurate right. and pronounce everything correctly. That's right. That's why we can right. say schooletons. And goo, ghost. Whatever. I think I was trying to put boo and skeletons together. I was saying ghouls and ghosts, and I said ghouls. Yes. Ghost? Ghost. My ghost is cooked. <laughs> so, My yeah. ghost is cooked. So this episode is going to be a little different in that we didn't exactly pick one game to do a hardcore review on. Instead, we picked kind of one game, kind of two games that kind of would bring out the spooky atmosphere. Yeah, okay. But <laughs> at least that was the idea. Yeah. But... This is kind of a special episode, too. You know, we tease uh, in last week's Trog episode, which I hope you enjoyed thoroughly. And if you didn't, you know what? See me after class. Exactly. See what I did there? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. What He's going to make you undead. But um, we teased that we were going to... That didn't really make sense, did it? No. Nah, that means just make them dead. Can I finish this thought? No. This thought is a zombie. Okay. Oh, okay. He's coming back alive. Okay. Um, now, we were going to start covering Sega Dreamcast games. And this is sort of a soft start. That's the word I'm going to use here. I like that. Soft start. Two words. Because we're not really... Um, this episode's not going to be all about our memories of the Dreamcast and all that. Trust me, that's coming. Because we both may or may not be pretty big fans of the Dreamcast. Yeah. We're going to say we are. No, we both... We can just say we both love the Dreamcast. Right. We both had them when they came out. Yeah. And But this is a, like you said, one word soft start on this podcast. Yes. With the Dreamcast. Which is two words. Yes. So both the games are going <laughs> to... That's why it's so good. Both the games we're going to talk about are Dreamcast games, but our big Dreamcast blowout is going to come sometime a little bit yes. later. Yes, much but, later. Let's get all the fun stuff out of the way. Yeah. You ready for the fun stuff? We're going to go no. to the Bliss Quiz already? No, we're going to go... Okay, you know what? I used the wrong adjective. We're going uh-huh. to go with the scary stuff. Let's get Ooh, to okay. the part that will rip the hearts out of anyone listening to this at this moment. Okay. Like in Indiana Jones when you hear that, that guy's heart. Never mind. You know too what I'm talking about. Too much about. detail. I'm, yes. My ears are hurting. <laughs> my references are golden. Uh, okay, you can follow me on Instagram at johnnyism28. And also, check out my art and stuff on there. And also, check out History Creeps. That's my other podcast. Also on your iTunes and on Stitcher. Trevor, where can they find you and this show? Well, you can find this show on the Back Issues Comic Book Podcast Network. And I told myself I was going to write that one down. Word. That's one word. So, I apologize, but just... Search for Back Issues Comic Book Podcast Network. Yeah, it's one word. And uh, you should be able to find that. And uh, apologize again to our producer for not uh, doing a better job of... It's not like it's his network or anything. Oh, yeah. He has nothing to do with it. No. (laughs) No, seriously. On the Back Issues Comic Book uh, Podcast Radio Network. I hope you say that more and more. I'm going to try to say it more times so I get used to it. That's only two words. Um... There's, I don't know how many podcasts are on there. Well, is it like 45, 50, 60, 60, 70? 70, yeah. No, seriously, though, I mean... I mean, ours is the the number one, obviously. Ours is the cream of the cream of the crop, right? As they say. So, if there's ten, ours is definitely in the top ten, is what we're saying. Like, I mean, probably towards the nine or ten mark, because I'm just assuming the others are. Oh, wait a minute. 
I'm not supposed to talk like this, am I? No. Well, also, I have another one on there, so maybe I shouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, though. Check out this. We're going to delete this episode. You're never going to hear this. No, you're hearing it. This Check out the Back Issues uh, comic book podcast itself. If you enjoy comic books at all. Yes. Check it out. Pretty much anything you're into, you can find right. a podcast on there. All right, let's. And uh, yeah, we bore people enough. Let's That's get enough. to the heart of the matter: the fun, the spookiness. Trevor, is Halloween one of your favorite holidays? No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should lie to not ruin this episode. <laughs> Man, Trevor, no, Trevor, can I talk to you for a second. Yes. <laughs> oh, I was trying to set you up. Just, I don't care if it's your least favorite holiday. This is our Halloween special. Oh, yeah. Say, right. Is this your favorite holiday? I want you to say, oh, heck yeah. Yeah, I mean, bring on the jack o' I haven't turned this back on oh, yet. Oh, come God, on. You always, you do, always do that. All right, here we go. Trevor, is Halloween one of your favorite holidays? Absolutely. I don't believe you. Oh, well, it's because I'm lying. Oh, <laughs> but, but no, I think any... I mean, any festive season can be fun if you just... Yeah. Have fun with it. Don't take it too seriously. All right, yeah, that's for sure. You know, and so I enjoy... It's not my favorite. Like, my favorite would be Christmas is my absolute favorite. But then I would put Halloween just for fun. Like, especially... I mean, we're older now, and we don't have kids. But we hang out with our friends, usually. Like, we all have... Right. We're one big group of friends, and we usually do, like, some sort of Halloween thing. It's usually pretty fun. Yeah. But it's more just hanging out and playing games and stuff. Any excuse to hang out, and if Halloween's an excuse to do that, have some good fun. Yeah. I'm all for it. And... I guess I guess my question for you is what are your like what are your memories of just kind of being spooked or Halloween? Well, I'll just say for me right quick, I don't enjoy like having the gut scared out of me because that sounds painful. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's best if your guts are inside. Right. You. Yes. But I enjoy a good, you know, just a spooky every now and then just a spooky feeling is fun. And yeah. I think that's what's neat about Halloween themed games is it's a good excuse to sit down together and be spooked. Every Halloween, I have weird traditions for myself, which are every year I have to watch Hocus Pocus, and I have to watch Ernest Scared Stupid. I have to do it every October. Classic documentaries. Yes, classic documentaries. And I have to watch the Garfield Halloween Adventure, I think is what it's called. It's his little Halloween oh, short yeah. that Garfield had. And the Peanuts one, obviously. Yeah. Those are the ones I loved. And the Great Pumpkin Patch. It's, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, or okay, something like yeah. that. So that's, that's honestly, growing up, that's one of my, probably my biggest memories is the Garfield and that, and the Charlie Brown one, growing up. And also, obviously, when you were a kid, I got to dress up in costumes, and my yeah. parents would take me trick-or-treating. I think my favorite part is not necessarily Halloween. I just love this time of year, though. The cool fall air. Oh, yeah. The changing leaves. I know the Renaissance Festival. I don't know if that's everywhere, but in our state, it comes around this time of year. Yeah. You get to dress up like a wizard and act like an idiot. Yeah. yeah, which is like our Tuesday. Yeah, I mean, I do that every Tuesday, yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're right. So that would you say that's your similar uh, re- experiences with Halloween? Yeah. Now, me and you both, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. I think you're with me on this. When it comes to uh, video games and when it comes to movies, really, I could care less about a slasher movie. They do oh, nothing yeah. for me. I can't get into them. They're just not for me. I understand people love them. That's fine. I don't care. Have fun with it. Just not for me. I enjoy a more of a, if a movie's going to be scary and spooky, I want it to be working my mind. Like, Six Sense is probably one of my all-time favorite scary movies. Yeah, I'm the same way. I, I enjoy a good, dense, spooky atmosphere. But I don't need, once you show everything, once you show all the blood and guts and gore, to me it's not even scary anymore. Yeah, it doesn't do anything. It's, it's what you don't see that's scary, and I do enjoy that. 
um, games like Bioshock we talked about, just the atmosphere it created um, was, was generally spooky. It's not a horror game, but it's just spooky. Right. Yeah. And I think the Metroid games were prime examples of Most spooky. Sure prime example. Uh, prime. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> spooky. Shoot these without being horror. So yeah, that's what I enjoy more. Yeah. See, I'm with you on that. So. Keep that in mind when we review these right. two games today, or talk about these two games. I yeah, reviews is a very strong word. The first game, Trevor, that we're going to talk about. Which is really the main one we're talking about, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean. Is not only a part of a major franchise, uh-huh. I would say it's one of the big franchises, wouldn't you? For sure. Oh, yeah. Especially in the horror genre or subject, whatever, genre. It cre- basically created the genre, at least as we know it today. Yeah. I mean, it's so big it even has its own... Uh, you know, a lot of video games do uh, sp- spin out movies with them, but this one, this one, even though I've, I think I've seen maybe one of the movies, I don't, I know I haven't seen them all. It's actually uh, had a couple movies, not just one. Several, yeah. Which is unusual for video game movies. And I could care less about seeing any of them, but I understand if you enjoy that kind of thing. I've heard they're not as bad as I would have thought they would be. They're, they're not <laughs> as bad as other movies based on video right, games. Right, yeah. Not as bad as Mario Brothers. <laughs> Oh, that's sad. Now, that's a horror movie. <laughs> yeah, really, that's the scariest thing we could have thought of. <laughs> we should have watched that. Yeah, so we should have done. So, that game, of course, Trevor, is... Resident Evil Code Veronica for the Sega Dreamcast. Launched in February of 2000 by Capcom. Oh, that's who done that. Yep. Okay, let's... A quick review of the Resident Evil series. Have you played any of the games before? Yeah, um, just a quick recap of my history... I've never really enjoyed being terrified, like I said. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I was born. I was born in June 27th. <laughs> uh, I've never really enjoyed being scared, but this franchise, because it's so huge, and honestly, like graphically and just presentation-wise, they've always been at the cutting edge. So I've been sucked in from time to time. Um, but really, I think that Resident Evil Code Veronica, uh, which I got for the Dreamcast when the Dreamcast was still in production, was probably the first one I really put a lot of time into. Even though I forgot most of it now. <laughs> yeah, well, that was obvious. <laughs> and then I, then Resident Evil 4 for GameCube was really the one that I loved. I mean, that game, If you even if you hate the old school Resident Evil, which, by the way, Resident Evil 1 and 2 were very similar, and 3. Uh, and then this is the fourth game in the series, but it's the first one to not be a numbered game. It's like a spinoff. Yeah. It's Resident Evil Code Veronica. And then Resident Evil 4 came after that on the GameCube, and that, to me, was an absolute masterpiece. It's just, it's an, it was an incredible game. Yeah, my experiences uh, yeah. would be, like, I obviously knew of the games. I had zero interest to play any of them until, I don't remember which Xbox system it was for, but one of, I think it was the fifth one came out, and it was even two-player. Right, yeah, Resident Evil 5. But it was out. much yeah. more of, like, a first-person-ish yeah. or third-person-ish action horror kind of thing. My feeling, and this, you know, we're not necessarily trying to review the whole series, but we don't have a whole lot to talk about. Um, <laughs> it's spooky. It's spooky. But yeah, to me, and I think Code Veronica was probably, Resident Evil 2, Code Veronica, the first one, if you've enjoyed that kind of game, we'll get into what kind of game it really was, those were all great. But Resident Evil 4 kind of made it a more action-centered, much more playable game. But to me, after that point, when you get to Resident Evil 5, I almost feel like they went too far to make it basically like Gears of War or something like that. Resident Evil 4... I see what you're saying. Resident Evil 4 was very action-centered, but it still felt like Resident Evil more so than after that. This is yeah. this is going to 
probably give away where I'm going to head towards when we give these our version of scores on this uh, yeah. special episode. But the reason I probably liked five so much was that it was such a huge departure from the series and yeah. how and how it's played and controlled. Nothing right. to do with the atmosphere. Now that's, let's talk about. Let's get back to Code Veronica. Right. The atmosphere of the game I thought was especially. You got to remember this is what two thousand. This is when this came out sixteen years ago. So for its time, this game looked amazing. Yeah, this, uh, and I believe probably not to sound shallow, but probably the reason I ended up with this game, even though at that time I really wasn't a Resident Evil fan, is because when this game came out, you, if you had a Dreamcast, you knew about this game because this game. The graphics were just, they were mind-blowing for the time. It was not pre-rendered backgrounds like the first two Resident Evil games, or the first three. It was full 3D, polygonal graphics. Oh, but, good word. Like you had the rain and the water dripping off the water spout and the, windows busting with zombies coming. I mean, the... Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's whoa. zombies in this? Oh, you didn't know that? No, oh, well. I thought those were just people who were, like, late for needed coffee or something. They were just kind of sluggish, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the graphics were mind-blowing for the time, and that's probably part of the reason I ended up with this game. And if you had a Dreamcast, when this game came out, you kind of had to just, you had to try it. You had to at least so, check it out. Yeah. I don't think I actually ever did, to be fair. No. But maybe I did over at your house at some point when we were growing up. When we were playing today, I had the feeling you'd never played any of the more traditional Resident Evil games. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to my feelings on this <laughs> yeah. later. Like, I understand completely that this is a beloved, a beloved, beloved, beloved series. It's, even the first three uh, games mm-hmm. are beloved. Uh, so, but the look of the game, the atmosphere of the game, I I, I dug. I got completely. I understood it. Uh, I was on board for it. I liked that it was dark, but yet still looked good. Does that make sense? Yeah. It was dark on purpose. It wasn't dark because it wasn't well done. It wasn't hiding muddy graphics. Yeah. So I, I really like that. Uh, where I'm going to have an issue with it is when we get to the gameplay. But I'm going to let you talk about that. Okay, so yeah, the the Resident Evil franchise, at least up until the next game, Resident Evil Four, was definitely love it or hate it because I hated it. Yeah, the <laughs> they've been described as tank like controls, and it was very intentional. When you move your character, you don't just run around like in any take Legend of Zelda for example, any of the three D Zelda games or Mario or Banjo Kazooie, you name it. You don't move around in a three D environment like that. It's very methodical. The way you move is not easy. And it was very intentionally designed this way from the start to make you feel like you're not fully in control and to make you freak out when you start getting surrounded by enemies. But to the... I don't want to say uninitiated because that sounds... Because I totally get it. Like, I really do. I, I get why someone would not like that. And I don't really know what my opinion is either. I will say that it, playing this game for the first time in good grief it's probably been about 14 years since I played this game. Oh, that's scary. And Resident Evil 4, like I said, didn't control like this at all. So for me, it took some time to get back into it. I was like, oh my goodness. I forgot how frustrating the controls were. But you do... It starts to train you. Basically, it trains you like a dog. <laughs> like, okay, you're going to do things my way. Like a zombie dog? Right. With The the cameras are very fixed camera views. Yes. Um, the controls are very... That constantly change on you. Right. You never feel like you really know what you're into. Everything's like, you know there's a zombie over there because you hear it, but you don't know quite if you're shooting at it or not. So let's just get into the gameplay then, because you're pretty much there. Uh, Okay, now let's get this off the way. I never played it. I watched you play it. Right, I I just knew not to. 
I never yeah, even, it frustrate you. I could watch you playing it. I was getting frustrated watching you play it yeah. because I knew you were hitting buttons when you were supposed to, and it wasn't controlling how I felt it should control. <laughs> uh, it's it was really tough for me, and I think it's you can say whatever it was uh, uninitiated. That's fine. I don't think it's a, a knock on anybody. I just yeah didn't play any of those games before, right. but I knew of their reputation of people loving them. Yeah. And it just blew me away that this game with that control, because I've told you this before, you can have the most amazing looking game. It can be incredibly beautiful or incredibly have an amazing atmosphere. But if the controls and the controlling of it mm-hmm. feels off or, or is just terrible, it ruins it for me. Yeah, It's hard for me to get on board for it, even if it's intentional like you're saying it was. To me, that ruins the game. For me, personally. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I'm sure I'm stepping on people's toes saying that. Well, I, I was really trying to think of something to compare it to, but it, it really is its own thing. Yeah. I think I would almost say, uh, again, this sounds like a slam, but it's not meant that way. Me and you both love 2D side-scrolling platformers. Yes. But for someone who grew up in the 2000s, well, now things are changing a little bit, but it's kind of hard to convince them that a game like Rayman Legends, which we keep touting, yeah, we love it's hard game. to convince them that that is an amazing next-gen experience when they're used to things that are, you know, Grand Theft Auto, yeah, a, a full yeah. 3D world. Yeah, that's fair. This is kind of, it's like that. It's a game from another time in that it was intentionally bad controls is almost the only way to put it. But they grow on you. But it forces you into its keyhole to do things the way it wants you to do it. Into your 3D so, printer keyhole. Exactly. Oh man! Here, and let's let's give this example. Okay. okay, go ahead and give you your example. So, just to, to explain to you, this is the kind of game where nothing comes easy. I just needed to get a basically a key card um, to get through a gate to try that, to make a, that a character just went through. By the way, yeah, how did he get through? He must have done the same thing. But to get this key card, you have to go through a series of metal detectors in this building. Which means you can't carry anything metal in with you. So you have to select each item individually, put it in a drop box, go through the metal detector. Then you find this, um, what is it, a fire extinguisher, I think. And then you go back like to the first of the game. He's not making this up. And you put out a fire, and then there's a briefcase. And in this briefcase, there's this metal alloy that can avoid metal detection. So you go back to the metal detectors. You go through all that again. And you literally have to make a copy of this key out of this super metal alloy. The scariest part of this game was how bored I was watching you so, play. <laughs> you had to figure out how to use this 3D printer, which actually has a little instruction manual. Yeah, it does. Yeah. I mean, it's not that, that complicated, okay, but, real quick, you know. That blew me away that there was a 3D printer in this game. Yeah. This game came from 2000. I did not think those were around then. Yeah. Am I wrong on this? It felt really forward-thinking. Yeah, a 3D but, printer sounds like it's a very recent uh, thing that's been made. Am I well, wrong? Uh, apparently, Umbrella Corporation was ahead of its time. <laughs> So then you have to make a copy of this key, and then you can get through the metal detector. Then you can open the door. Oh, all while there, every once in a while, zombies and zombie dogs. Zombies and zombie dogs, yeah. yeah. So it's it's a game that makes you do difficult, time-consuming tasks while being nervous about what's going to be around the next corner. Okay, can I say so, real quick what I think bothered me more than anything on this game when it comes to controls? Is the fact that you have to pause the game and go to another screen to equip stuff. Yeah. And in this day and age, the games now, and that's probably why I'm used to it being the other way, even if you have a large library of items or you collect items, yeah. you don't necessarily always have to pause your screen and equip that item. You can just scroll through your items as you're playing. 
I do feel like modern games have found a way to streamline it. If I'm not mistaken, in Bioshock, technically it was the same thing, but didn't it like bring up a wheel and you could just select yes. what you wanted? Yeah. So it feels a lot more streamlined. Yeah. It's not like a separate pause screen. Yeah, I see That's what you're true. saying. Because Bioshock is honestly, if I'm just being honest, is one of my top favorite games of all time. I love Bioshock. Right. But you're right. It, there are times, I think, it's been a long time since I played it, though. Because I know there's different potions. This isn't the game about Bioshock. We're right. going to cover Bioshock. I mean, I wish it wasn't such a new game. I love Bioshock yeah. so much. But anyway. It's arbitrary. But we're comparing the controls of category. that to this. And that is that even though you're collecting things, to me, it's a big hindrance when I'm trying to, especially when there's zombies surrounding you and they're hard to hit in the first place. Yeah. That I have to pause the screen when just when it's getting when I'm getting scared because things are biting my neck or yeah. biting your neck, <laughs> and I have to pause the screen and equip something. And sometimes it's hard to do that. You, you don't realize that you didn't equip it or something like that. It's yeah. very touchy in a weird way to me. You actually played it, so you can speak on that better well, than I can. I'll say it started out that way. Like, oh man, there's no way I'm going to get back into this. But I'll say. How long did I play? 45 minutes or an hour, probably? Somewhere around in there, yeah. I know you're bored for the last 45 minutes or an hour of it. <laughs> yeah, <I was. laughs> By the 30-minute mark... I mean, I was scared. Oh, he was terrified. By the 30-minute mark, I was getting into it again. Like, okay, it's not so bad. I get it. There's just so many items in the game. that They have to do it that way, I guess. But it really is. It's, it's almost like... If you take some of the simpler puzzles from Legend of Zelda games, it's like you mix that with zombie violence... And just a lot of things that make it intentionally hard on you. Survival horror. I don't know if we said that, but that's the category. Yeah. It's not just survival action or action horror. I don't mind puzzles in a game. Actually, I kind of like them most of yeah. the time. But these just seem like they're just in there to be annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's... To me. I think this is the kind of game you're going to have to play it yourself to know. It's a love it or hate it. I don't see many This is going to turn people against our podcast how little I like this game. <laughs> I think there's got to be people that agree with you, though, because if you look at it, when Capcom released Resident Evil 4, they didn't look back. Yeah. I mean, you know, so somebody obviously agreed that the more action-centered approach is better. Yeah. I- I've not made up my mind. I really don't know. Resident Evil 4, to me, is is the pinnacle of Resident Evil. But after that point, I think they got too far away from the roots. So Was there anything about the gameplay that we haven't mentioned that we should bring up real quick? Well, I mean, it's you can pick up all kinds of different weapons. You never have quite as many bullets as you would like. Um, I thought the action was interesting in that you could aim like at the zombie's feet or midsection or head. Yeah. You could shoot them while they're down on the ground. There's quite a bit of variety there. Um, but yeah, the the more you play the game, the more cool weapons and stuff you're going to get. But you really do start off just feeling hopeless and like like you're helpless at first. Yeah, you really. I, but, I can get that. I see that. But yeah. But let's. Okay. What about the music? The, this isn't this series known for its having good music. I feel like it is, or am I, I making that up? Well, I think it's known for its atmosphere. Period. The yeah. graphics and the music is all very much fits it very. The well. music, again, you only played an hour of it, so maybe I just didn't hear enough. Because I know this is a two disc game, by the way, so it's a yeah. large game. It's a large game, yeah. But what I heard, none of it stood out to me. Well, there might be things that would stand out, but I thought I don't think it's the kind of game where it has like catchy tracks. I think it all just kind of blends together to create an atmosphere. Yeah, the, the only things I remember just, well, it's not even music, it's more sound-wise, was that faucet that wouldn't stop dripping, even though yeah. I didn't know where it was at. And also, those zombies in the... That was the, yeah. I just, that's a perfect, I just did that perfectly. That was exactly it, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like the sound design as a whole was excellent. Like you said, the 
I mean, it was a little annoying, but the dripping water sounds. Yeah. Okay. The tapping on the windows. Now, to be fair to this game, I don't want to keep just destroying it. There is one thing about this game <laughs> I absolutely loved. I honestly, truly loved it. And I can hear this guy talk all day long. Now, Trevor, there's a part in this game where you go through... This is near the beginning, so this is not spooling anything at all. all right. Uh, the first, well, really the second, because you start out with the guy, but the, the the first moving real character that you meet that's not a zombie is this young guy who kind of looks like Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, oh, that's his name, but he looks like he's Leonardo DiCaprio. He really like a does. young Leonardo He looks DiCaprio. like a 15-year-old Leo yeah. DiCaprio. That's what, he, that's what he resembled to yeah. me. But his voice, the guy doing his voice acting, it was a genius. Pure genius. I could listen to this guy. Talk all day. Trevor, you have a clip of this, don't you? I do. Right. So I'm going to play a little clip for you, and we'll hear some of the, the action sound effects as well. Wait, wait. Don't shoot. Who are you? Huh? I'm not a zombie. Oh, great. Wait right there. I'm coming over. Sorry about that little misunderstanding, but I thought you were another one of those mar- Shut up! One wrong move and I'll shoot you. <laughs> ah, it's beautiful. I said I was sorry. My name's Skeet. I think that's good. probably good enough. He said he was sorry. He's sorry. His voice was great. I, <laughs> I don't know how he, he almost. Like he's talking through his teeth. Yeah, I'm sorry. Through his teeth and also through his nose somehow, both at the same time. I don't know, but he was my absolute... He stood out in this game to me. Probably not any... I bet that... Was the voice acting in these games always... I don't know. I don't want to say <laughs> subpar. I think the voice acting and the dialogue was honestly always known to not be very good okay. in this series. All right. Now, the reason that I loved him was because it wasn't good, but it was bad to a point where I really enjoyed right. it. Right. Every time he talked, you just had to... Pay yeah. attention. Yeah, so he was my favorite character, bar none, in this <laughs> game. <laughs> yep, you heard it here first. Yeah. So I guarantee you, like, nobody likes him. I bet he's the least liked of all the characters. He probably is. Because <laughs> I like him a lot. Yeah. yeah, and I don't remember anything. I don't remember what happens to him or anything. I don't remember much at all about the game. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the amazing voice acting, clearly. All right, now, but, so, yeah. is there anything else about this game you want to say before we uh, give our... Special Spooktacular Score! I think uh, just to, to talk a little bit about how important this game was for Sega, although we kind of know that, you know, the Dreamcast didn't exactly succeed commercially. Well, to be fair, and this is, we're going to talk more about the Dreamcast on another episode. Right. But to be fair, though, the Dreamcast is that system that even though it's gone, it's it has its own little community. Oh, yeah. That's very much keeping it alive. I'll say this. It's very appropriate that we started this episode with Dreamcast because it is the zombie of game consoles. Yeah. There, there are literally games. Now, this, there's a lot of, if you haven't checked out the Dreamcast in a long time because they haven't, it hasn't been around forever, they still make games for this. Right. There's independent people and developers and publishers that still release games. And you can't say that about, and I'm not just talking about, that you can emulate. I mean, actual Dreamcast discs you can purchase. Brand new games that they made, especially it's, for this system. And we'll get into... There's so many amazing ones. We'll get into it later. But we'll just say that the Dreamcast has more going for it than what you might realize. Um, it, 
It's come back yeah. from the dead which is, multiple times. Which is exactly what I put on my dating profiles. Right. How's that worked out? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, but this was the first Resident Evil game that was on a non... That debuted on a non-Sony console. To the fact that Sega apparently actually helped Capcom basically get the most out of the Dreamcast because they wanted this game to succeed so much. And it's... It was a big deal. It was a big deal to them. Yeah. And it was extremely well-received at the time. I mean, it was... I think IGN gave it a 9.2. And maybe we'll talk about how you agree with that <laughs> when you get to your uh, spectacular score. Yeah. But yeah. Are you going to go ahead and give yours? Okay, Trevor. Yeah. You played this game. So uh-huh. you have first-hand experience. This is actually your own game that you've owned uh-huh. since the system came out. Since 2000, yeah. Yeah. So, okay, two questions. One, were you actually at all scared? Or do you remember ever being kind of scared earlier in your life when you played it? Or, or also... Or also two very yeah. different words. <laughs> also, what is your overall today, after playing it today, spooky score you'd give? As in, how scary was it and how much did you like the game and how scary it was? Does that make sense? That's not convoluted at all. Uh, nope. Well, to answer the first question, today, no, I wasn't scared by it. But we were playing in a well-lit room. Two hey, guys. hey. I mean, we're playing in a dark, damp dungeon. Thank you. But yeah, I mean, we're sitting beside each other. The... Johnny's kind of laughing at it, making fun of it. It's a well-lit room. It it would be kind of hard to be scared by it. But I do remember, I mean, I was about 16 when this game came out. And I remember playing it in my bedroom with the lights off. And... Oh, you're talking something else. Get your mind out of the gutter. (laughs) But I remember like when you walk down a hallway and there's nothing there. And then 10 minutes later, you come back through the same hallway and a dog busts through the window. Yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff is a... It'll scare you. So, I don't know. I don't know if it's really still scary today, but I think if you played it alone with the lights off, you could probably get chills a little bit. So what do you? But, what do you? What score do you give this? Uh, how many? How many walking zombies do you give this? I can't review this game, but I, I can't give it a serious review right now because it's a. Pretty, this isn't a serious. This is a spectacular. Yeah, review. this is a lone game, and we didn't play it enough, and I don't remember enough about it. But I'll say that I'll, I'm going to come back to it. Um, I'm going to come back to it and try to make it further. And, you did uh, You did make a point of not quitting until you saved it. Yeah, I wanted to get to so, a save point, which is really tough to do, by the which way. Which says a lot about the game, to be honest. Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm going to say... Oh, gosh. I'm going to say seven for now. And that's based on the fact that I want to come back to it. But, but I don't know what my final opinion is going to be. So my temporary spectacular rating is seven <laughs> zombie heads. Okay, I, I totally see where you're coming from, 100%. Watching you play this, a part of me gets why it's a beloved franchise, especially as for the earlier ones. Right. I kind of get it. And honestly, when they were coming out, especially I think when this one came out, even though I never played it, a part of me sort of wanted to see what all the fuss was about. Yeah. Having seen this now, I, I was scared zero. Zero scare yeah. <laughs> at all. We were in a very dark opposite actually yeah. room but I also feel that if I was playing this by myself in a dark room I wouldn't be scared because I'd be just so mad at the controls <laughs> <laughs> I would be throwing the controller and those controllers were amazing controllers and I'd be mad if I broke it yeah, this is one of those games my 7 is kind of weird because that's, that, there's no way that score is going to stay because like you said ultimately you're going to be so frustrated you're going to quit or if you stay with, stay with it long enough obviously you must love it yeah. So I don't know where I'm going to come out again. I don't know if this is past its prime for me, but clearly for you, you're probably not going to check into it's it anymore. Metro, it's Metroid Prime. 
It's past its midpoint. Now that's an awesome yeah. game. Now, so my score would be, gosh, all right, man. This again. This is not a serious score. It's very tongue in cheek because you didn't even play yeah. it today. <laughs> this is not. I never touched the controller on this game. Yeah, putting that out there right now. I never once moved the character around at all on this game. I just yeah. 100% watched Trevor play in between getting bored and writing my own questions and stuff. So I'm going to have to give it. The, the, what's bumping us up is the voice acting, just because it was <laughs> it wasn't good, but it, I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. So I'm for that alone. I'm knocking this up to a four. <laughs> four zombies, and I know people are going to hate me for this because I have a love this franchise is. But again, like we said, this is not a serious score. I'd, if we played it longer, I'd probably have a different score. I'm sure it would go up a little bit. I have respect for any of these franchises, like Resident Evil, or any even if I myself weren't into them. I have great respect for. Just it's art form, if that makes sense. Right. Because I just love video games, and they're art to me. Yeah, I almost feel bad giving this score now because this is this was a classic at its time, and I'm going to dive back into it and yeah, take that seven with a big grain of salt. Yeah, humongous grain of salt. But take my four as a gospel truth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Trevor. Now we didn't just stop at one game, now did we? Basically, we did, but not quite. <laughs> Your favorite uh, scary podcast. Decided that since it's Halloween, we're not just going to bring you one scary game. We're going to bring you two scary Halloweenish games. <laughs> Trevor, it. what is this second game? Which I'm sure will bring. Okay, I hope everybody. If you have a faint heart or any serious conditions that could, if I mean, if if you can't ride rides like at I don't know what I'm trying to say. If you're easily scared, I don't know if you need to hear even the title of this game. Right. Because I'm afraid that you're going to be so afraid, you're going to throw your phone or whatever you're listening to, uh, listening to this on, out the window. Exactly. And those phones are expensive. Can I say the name of the game? The name of this game, look, let me just, uh-huh. I'm trying to prepare these people. Uh-huh. Uh, if you're easily scared. If you have any sort of health issues at all, I don't care what it is. If you just have a cold, you shouldn't hear the name of this game because it will scare you. It will right. scare your skeleton out of your body. Mm-hmm. That's a callback. Callback to this episode. <laughs> yeah. Trevor, please, I mean, with great caution, carefully tell them what this game was. Well, this game, from the volume, I think volume 8, Sega Dreamcast official magazine demo disc <laughs> is Kiss Psycho Circus, the Nightmare Child from the year 2000. That's right. The band Kiss put out a video game. Yes. Well, they've actually put out quite a few, haven't they? I know, this well, I know there was Kiss game. Pinball. Yeah, and I think they had another one. I think this right. was the first Kiss game. That's funny that's even a sentence. No, but there was they, they put one. their names and faces on everything, so yeah. I wasn't surprised. Now, okay, when you hear the band the name of the band Kiss. What What are you... Th- I'm obviously thinking of the makeup. I'm thinking of the, the costumes and stuff yeah. they would always wear. I know some of their songs, but to be honest, I wasn't a, never a huge fan of their music. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, ne- I didn't hate it. It wasn't bad enough where I would hate it, but it was just, eh, to me, personally. And I'm saying that when I have friends who absolutely love this band. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have no opinion. I'll be honest, and this is total prejudgment. 
But anytime a band came around that had a big gimmick, and there's quite a few out there, I kind of was turned off from it because, like, if their music's that good, why do they need the gimmick? That was always my fault. It may yeah. be totally false. But so I always just kind of ignored Kiss for that reason, if I'm yeah. being honest. But in all fairness to the band, they've made a ton of money. Oh, yeah. They're doing something right. Yeah, they know what. They're smarter than they look. They're smarter than their music is. What about this gang? Do you think they did that right? Uh, okay. When you hear uh, there's going to be a Kiss game, what kind of game are you thinking it's going to be? Oh, my. How would you even guess? I mean, <laughs> I, would I guess, guess I imagine like a, a, an adventure game. I, I would guess either. Like a Michael Jackson Moonwalker game, yeah. or or like a which we need to cover at some point, by yeah. the way, or like a uh, almost like a Guitar Hero type of game, sort of. That would make more sense. That would make yeah. sense to me. But what kind of game is this, Trevor? This is basically like Quake or Doom. <laughs> it's a first person. It's a first person shooter, shooter yeah. through dark corridors and yeah, it's based on the this is the Dreamcast version of the PC game. Now keep in mind, we played the demo disc. Right, it was one level. It's one level. You had five lives to get through the level. Yeah. Uh, man, this game. Resident Evil, we just talked about. I want to go back and see if I can really get into it again. This game is way... This time is gone for me. This style of first-person shooter where you're just going through corridors. Yeah. And they try to mix platforming in with first-person shooting. Yeah. Metroid Prime is literally the only first-person shooter that I know of that was like half-platformer and half-shooter, and I loved it. I just couldn't handle it. Halo kind of wasn't a way. It had its moments. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even Half-Life, I think, does have yeah, its Half-Life, moments. Yeah, Half-Life, I would say. Halo, I would say, too. But, I'm a big yeah. Halo fan. so. But, but but this game really, like, it was from the old school. Yeah, it really was. The controls take a lot of getting used to. Like, it's, man. And you have so little options on this demo disc. That's even <laughs> making it even more difficult, really, to play. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know what the storyline is to this. You're in some sort of, what would you say? You're in Psycho the- Circus, apparently. Yeah, but you're not actually in the circus yet on yeah. the demo part that we played. You're actually underground in a subway, it looks yeah. like, or something. And it's just, man, it, the game so, looks its it looks older than it is. To give you an idea, and this will let you know right off if this is something you're going to be able to st- tolerate or not. You move <laughs> Do around. Do you like Kiss? All right, there you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you move around. The left, the thumbstick, the only thumbstick on the drink ass, moves your camera. Yeah. The buttons are how you actually move. Yep. So Y moves up. I think it's B moves right. X moves left, and A moves back. You pretty much got to think of your buttons as also another directional pad. Right. Or um, like if you have a mouse and keyboard set up, I guess that would be like your arrow keys. But the Dreamcast doesn't control like a mouse and keyboard. No. And the triggers, so. like the left trigger, is your jump. If I'm thinking right, yep. and the right trigger shoots. Yeah. Or swings, whatever weapon you have. <laughs> and you did. To be fair, they gave you four weapons to start out. Yeah. So it wasn't like they were giving you nothing in this demo. Yeah, I mean, you said it reminded you of Serious Sam. Yeah, it, okay. But not necessarily as good. <laughs> when I say Serious Sam, I mean in, as in how the game kind of plays in a way. Yeah. And the feeling I got from it. But I love the Serious Sam games. They're just stupid. Fun. For what they are. They yeah. are not meant to be taken seriously. The game itself has a great deal of fun with itself, really. Yeah. But this, I don't know. This was a... Okay, let's the look of the game, the graphics. What are your feeling on the graphics? It's they were very scary to me, but not because of, of the atmosphere. I I don't know. I feel like you in the Resident Evil review. I, I just can't appreciate these graphics anymore. Maybe at one time, but I didn't play this game in two thousand when it came out. So to me today, ugh, just so drab. 
I, yeah. It looked like it was Nintendo 64 graphics on a Dreamcast to me. Maybe, yeah, a little sharper, but basically. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I know the PC version got some decent reviews, and maybe it looked a lot better, but... Yeah, the, the reviews of this game kind of blew me away, to be honest. Even yeah. the Dreamcast version of this game got higher reviews than I felt it should. Right. Now, the, okay, yeah. the gameplay, though, once you got used to it, because we both played this one. Yeah. Once you got <laughs> used to it, at the very least, this is the only time I'm going to put it above Resident Evil. At the very least, I felt like I was, even though the controls were not good, Yeah, I felt like they were at least responding to what I was doing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's a first-person shooter. You just have to get used to using the buttons to move around. That's the part I really didn't like. But, I don't know. I just, I just don't see playing this now. I think, I wasn't really into first-person shooters when this style of first-person shooter was big. I was playing other games, you know, your Zelda's and Mario's and Sonic's. Well, the only first-person shooter that we were really into back in the day was GoldenEye. And to be fair, these kinds of games were huge on the PC, and neither one of us ever really played a lot of games on the PC, I don't Right, think. unless it was like Myst or something. Right, so... So, yeah. Uh, so, so, that's the game. Okay, <laughs> here's my favorite part about oh, this. Oh, yeah. This may change again. We only played the demo. I yeah. cannot stress this enough. We only played the demo. That's yeah. my scary voice of this. That's terrifying. Is if you're playing a Kiss game, uh-huh. you would expect the music to, of course, be Kiss. But it's it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's some generic sort of rockish music. It's very atmospheric, moody music, and it might be a really good soundtrack, but it throws you off because you expect these rock and Kiss yeah. games. I expected you know. like a all night long, whatever. The, I don't. I can't name any songs on top of my head of theirs. But they've had a lot of hits over the years. Yeah. So I expected some Kiss hits to be on there. Was it Kiss Me Baby one more time? I don't know. You can say whatever and I would say it's it. But you could tell me a Nickelback song and I would... It would be okay. Oh, mercy. Like rock Uh, and roll all night long would be one. Yeah. Anyways, but... Yeah, it really throws you off because... Okay, here's the thing. I'm sure they paid good money for the Kiss license. Kiss did not do anything for free. No. It's a first-person shooter, so guess what? You don't actually see your character. Right, you never do. So you actually could, and I do know this because I've read about it. I would not know this from playing this demo, at least. You could control all four members of KISS, okay. and they have unique weapons. Oh, they do? But how do you know they're, you're even doing that when it's a first-person shooter? You I guess because the weapons the only way you can tell. You don't even see the character. And then the music's not from KISS, so... <laughs> yeah. You know, it's we very really, weird. We really should have looked up if... the. Kiss's songs or how the soundtrack is and all. I think I read that there's some Easter eggs with like a jukebox playing their songs, but not in the game itself. Okay. Yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that decision at all. Yeah, if okay, if you did not read the title of this game, if you just jumped into this game cold, yeah. you would not know it has anything to do with the band Kiss. I thought it been saw Dark Dark Corridor Shooter or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You would have no idea that Kiss had anything to do with this game at all. So, yeah. At all. I don't know. This this is another one of those games I think you had to be there at the time. So. And even then, I don't know if you wanted to be there. <laughs> I don't think, at least on Dreamcast, I don't think it was ever a great game. I really don't. All right, so I think we've spent enough time on this scary, scary game. I do mean this game is a scary yeah. game. How scary, of, what would you give this? How many, I don't even, how many scary, ugly... Uh, clown heads. Clown heads would you get? Because there was a clown in this. Well, I've, if I played this room alone in the dark, it would be zero scary. Yeah. There's nothing scary about it. But, I mean, to be fair, we're the ones that chose to pick it as a scary game. <laughs> I guess it doesn't advertise it as a Halloween game. Um, yeah, I mean, 
Circus. Well, it said Psycho Circus. It didn't That's just say true, Kisses yeah. at the Circus, having That's a true. good time. Based on the demo we played, um, I'm definitely going back to Resident Evil 100 times before I pick this up again. So we'll go... Three out of ten clown heads, and that's just because there are some competent parts of it. I'm giving it four, like so. I'm giving the exact same scores I gave Resident Evil. Well, I'm done with the podcast. <laughs> I need to bump my Resident Evil score up to make up for your shenanigans. <laughs> but I'm, I'm basing that purely on my enjoyment of both. Yeah, it has nothing to do with which. Oh, I did too. Yeah, Resident Evil is obviously the superior game. There's no denying that. There's no argument. Yeah, to say otherwise, hundred percent. If you told me that, there's no way I'm going to disagree with right. you. It definitely is. I'm talking about my personal enjoyment. At least you played this one. <laughs> yeah, this one I at least played. Yeah. I didn't have a good time with either, honestly. Yeah. I was not scared at either one of them. But also, to be fair, we're playing older games. If they did an updated, like, I'm assuming there's going to be another Resident Evil game coming out at some point. If Capcom gets back to making big games, yeah. <laughs> but if there ever is... Then I'm sure they can make one now, especially with how graphics are now, that would be actually be le- legit scary. Oh, yeah. For sure. All right, now, Trevor, <clears throat> you know, this is our Halloween special. Uh-huh. So, of course, that means that this next product that's sponsoring us mm-hmm. is the scariest product you could possibly ever ask for and that you need, nay, you deserve to have for your Halloween plans for your Halloween parties and just for your Halloween uh, shenanigans. Would you not agree? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this thing will terrify you. You'll you'll pee your pants. You're going to need new pants. So yeah. Hopefully it's commercials for pants. We'll, we'll find out. Let's find roll out. it. Hey guys, this is Chris Chavez, producer and co-host of Back Issues Comic Book Podcast and the History Creeps Podcast. I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that you can find those podcasts as well as a number of other entertaining shows on our online network, BICVP Radio. Whether you're into old school video games, comic books, sports, pop culture commentary, or the strange and unexplained, BICVP Radio has the podcasts you're looking for. So head on over to BICVP-Radio.com and check them out. Make sure you subscribe to them on iTunes, and while you're at it, leave a review or two. Again, that's BICVP-Radio.com. See you there. Huh. So you definitely need pants with this. Yeah, not what I expected, but definitely scary. It didn't say it comes with pants, so maybe we need to also get sponsored by pants. Yeah, all right. Sounds good. If pants could sponsor us, right. yeah, just pants in general. Where are my pants? <laughs> All right, Trevor. You know, I think it's time for everybody's favorite thing of this podcast, besides when we sign off and stop talking. Uh, no, we're not. No, no. No, we're doing the other one first. Do you want to do that one? Do you yeah, we got to end with the one. We always end with the one. Oh, we got to do that. We're arguing on air, and we're not going to edit it out. No, so. we're not. You're listening to all. He this was going to do something crazy that would ruin our show forever. I was going to do something spooky. So just, instead, did you know that? Just continuing this. This is, is a side note. <laughs> did you know that spoopy is a word? Spoopy. S P O O P Y. I don't even want to know. Somebody said that to me in a text message, and I don't get it. They explained it to me too. But I couldn't remember what it was because I I'm, hate modern because, technology and stuff. Because I'm 33 and I think it's dumb. It's dumb. <laughs> it's, so, two yeah. wor- it's two words put together. Spooky being one of them, obviously. Oh, people but stop! I don't it. know what it is. I, when they first told me that, I thought it meant like it was like so scary that it made you poop. 
That's what I was thinking. But it's not that. It's something else completely. Now, we're going to do a very special top five spookiest games for us. So this is your retro list. Retro list. We're gonna From two people who don't even really play scary games. That's right. Sweet. Yeah. Trevor, what's your number five spooky game? My number five spooky game is, of course, meeting my Zelda quota for the list. <laughs> you know what? I should have known there would be a Zelda <laughs> on this list. We've already covered a Zelda game on the podcast. It's been mentioned more than any other game. <laughs> I kind of hope we never do, but you just keep trying to bring it up every time that you can. That would be scary. <laughs> My number five, I put Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. I believe that's Majora, but it's alright, keep going. So Majora's Mask. It's actually a pretty stinking creepy game. It was never meant to be a horror game, but it's so weird and twisted. The whole plot is the moon is trying to crash down on this land called Termina. Now, is this game not the one where there's like some corner some corner of some kind of legend to it, as in there was like one version of it that was really kind of weird and scary that this guy bought one time? I think you're right. It's but like I an urban legend almost. I don't remember, but I think you're right. Yeah, like You keep talking about it, I'm going to look this up right now. So yeah, the, the whole thing in this game is you only have 24 in-game hours to save the world. Or is it 72? Shoot. I think it's three days. I think it's 72 hours. I'm really sure. Like losing my geek credit here. It's been a while. But you have a certain amount of time. I think it's three days. And if you don't save the world, the moon literally crashes into it and you have to watch the whole world be destroyed. And this moon has a very disturbing grin and a face um it's, it's pretty stinking creepy okay yeah it was this game huh. and this guy claims i don't know how true this is but i think there's even a video of it that you can look up on youtube uh, uh that he got this game at like a yard sale or garage sale or something uh-huh. like that but it looked a little different but he knew that it, this is what it was but it had all kinds of weird glitches and stuff in it and it got to the point where it's like it got. Re- I, I encourage you for Halloween to look this up. It's huh. retro game related and it's it's very interesting. The whole thing of Majora's Mask. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. All right. Is there anything else you want to say? I, got, I want you to feel good about your Zelda quota. No, I mean it's pretty creepy game. Pretty pretty cool game. I think people think that I hate Zelda, but I actually don't. Nah. <laughs> you just it's just, you just it's, it's just your absolute favorite thing. But I'd rather play Mario. You just but I, I but I love but I do like Zelda. I think I found the word for it, and it. It should make you feel good about yourself. You're just uncultured I'll take and it. unlearned. Yeah. 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 I like that. <laughs> My number five game, Trevor, is any of the Mario games. But the reason is, there's always a castle level. Uh-huh. There's always ghosts in it. Uh-huh. And I would put up there, you're going to have to help me remember which of the Mario games this was. I think it's for the Wii or the Wii U. It's one of the ones that was still uh, a side-scrolling one, still 2D. But, like, the music in the castles was so, A, it was kind of spooky. Yeah, that's true. But it was amazing. It was, it was crazy fantastic. good. This music and the ghost and Haunted Mansion levels were so good that it was creepy. Yeah. yeah. So that's my number five. Trevor, your number four spookiest. This one I put on here, it's a number four because it's not really that spooky, but it's so good. And that's Resident Evil 4. You, you just got to check it out. It originally came out for the GameCube. It's been re-released. I know on the Wii had a good version of it. Man, it was so good. Um, it really wasn't as spooky as the early Resident Evil games because you had so much more firepower. And oh, you control. mean you could actually control? Right, you could actually shoot at what you wanted to. You had a radical. Oh, okay. So the game worked. <laughs> right. You would actually enjoy it. Okay. We'll put it that way. All right. My number four spookiest game uh-huh. is Luigi's Mansion. 
Ooh. I know it's a, technically a second Mario-ish game in a row, but this one, these games, I think there's been two of them, right? I'm ta- I'm only two that I know. Of. I'm referring to the second one for the 3DS because I've not got to play the first one yet, despite really wanting to. Uh-huh. The atmosphere in this game is amazing. You're Luigi. You're trying to hunt for ghosts, even though he's a scaredy cat. Yeah, he's pretty much like Shaggy from Scooby Doo, always getting put in these spooky, scary situations. Yeah. So he's hunting for ghosts. Mario is hardly ever there. It's got its own atmosphere for sure. And I just, it's, it's a kick and play it and be just fine. It's not going to scare you per se, but it is spooky. Well, my number three, to differ from you, is... Uh, number three what? My number three spooky game. Your number three what? My number three what? Your number three what? What kind of game is it? Spookiest game? No. Spookiest ah, There it is. I love it when you throw me off in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> What's he want me to say? Throw me a peanut and I'll do it. <laughs> well, it's Luigi's Dance, Mansion. Dance, Trevor, dance. Luigi's oh, Mansion. In, okay, yes. sweet. Um, Again, <laughs> not actually remotely scary, but I love what's sad, really. But I think this is one of those series that people were just wrong about. Because I know when it came out on the GameCube, people were like, oh man, it's not like another Mario 64. You're confined to this mansion. And people were disappointed. But time, you know, proved that thought process wrong. Because now it's a beloved series. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ober's another one. I, I truly do. It's, it's, yeah, I really hope when Nintendo gets their for like next home, system out. For a home console, by the way. Right. Not just for the handheld. When the Nintendo NX comes out with game cartridges, which is a rumor that I hope is true. Yeah. I hope Luigi's Mansion is a launch game. Okay, so what number are we on now? Two? Two. Sure, my number no, th- you're number three, right? No, I already said my number three. No, you're right. You're right. I'm on number three. I love being right. I forgot you started first. Yeah. My number three game, uh-huh. of course, is Dino Crisis. Oh, yeah. That is obviously... I think Capcom did it too, right? Oh, it felt like it was a spinoff from Resident Evil, shoot, but... Was, I think it was Capcom. Or was it Konami? Oh, you keep going. Konami. But anyway, it, to me, it felt like a a spinoff... <laughs> there's, a, there's, there's, there's a guy talking again. It felt like a spinoff of Resident Evil, sort of, mm-hmm. but with dinosaurs. Right. And I've always loved dinosaurs. Jurassic Park films are some of my favorite movies. It was Capcom. It was Capcom. The controls were not near as harsh as the Resident Evil ones. But I remember I played the first one when it came out on a PlayStation, if yeah. I'm thinking right. And it, I played it late at night by myself uh, in my room. Mm-hmm. And I was legit really scared anytime going around a corner. Yeah. Because a dinosaur, like a raptor, would jump out at you at some point. And I absolutely loved it. And I would love to go back and play that game. Right. It's, I mean, it's fighting a slow zombie is one thing, but the raptors, you don't yeah. stand much of a chance. Yeah, they're pretty quick. Trevor, what's your number two? My number two, and I'm going to try to pronounce this. What, Spooky? Spooky. There you go. Game. Is Splatterhouse Wanpaku Graffiti. Are you feeling okay? I feel just fine. Do I need to take you to the hospital? I'm sure this is a game you're well versed in, right? I know everything about this game. Ask me anything you want about this game. I can answer it. How do you pronounce the name of this game? Spooky. Close enough. So Splatterhouse Wanpaku Graffiti was a Famicom only. So, again, the Japanese NES. Yes. It was a Famicom only game that was based on the Splatterhouse series, which was kind of a gory, well, really gory video game series. Well, just saying Splatterhouse, you obviously know it's... Yeah, you should know, yeah. yeah. 
But this one <laughs> was sort of super deformed. Like it tried to look cute. And it was so, it's such a cool game. So it's like me during picture day. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's, we're going to have to cover it. I, I really thought about covering it today, but it deserves its own episode. It's, um, it's, it's, it's great. It's just spooky enough, but it's funny. It's tongue in cheek. There's Michael Jackson references. We're going to cover it later because it's just a super cool game. Sweet. All right, my number two. My number two. Shut the hooky game. Of course. Out of my ears. Is Bioshock. Oh. This is probably my only legit one. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't even think about it. <laughs> Oops. It's one of my all-time favorite games. The atmosphere alone just places you right how it wants you to be. And I still remember the first time when I got into the under ocean world that you're in, where I heard this really loud groaning coming out from somewhere. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. And you hear this boom, boom. Yeah. And then you see that huge hulking, they call them big daddies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just this scary looking underground diver looking thing. It was humongous. It was a monster. Mm-hmm. And that game will always be one of my favorites, I think. Oh, yeah. It's... it's- it's one of those, it's, I wish I could go back and experience it for the first time yeah, again. Yeah, for sure. Truth be told, I should have put Bioshock and Metroid Prime on here, because those atmospheres of those games are just awesome. But, my number one, my mm. number one, spooky. Wait, why are you doing that for? It's dumb. Don't do that. You're dumb. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I mean, I had some kind of corny ones on my list, but this, this one is legit. Okay. It's uh, Echo the Dolphin for the Sega Dreamcast. Okay. So, Echo the Dolphin, Defender of the Future, for the Sega Dreamcast, for its time, was the most realistic underwater game of all time. Oh, I know where you're going to go with this. And It just popped in my head. I'm really weird, but I know I'm not the only one that's like this. Giant underwater sea creatures creep me out more than anything that people make up. And they should. Like giant whales and sharks. And you come across them in this game, you're like, oh gosh, it's just... I don't know, it's just so realistic, at least it was when I played it in 2000, 2001, that you can't help but just, either you're going to think it's awesome or you're going to be creeped out by it. And I was some of both. Alright, now Trevor, my number one, Shopokiest game. And you're going to agree with me, and you're going to be so mad at yourself that you didn't think of this game. I've never played a game that had me more terrified to play it, I'm probably never going to play it again because I don't think I can handle it. Uh-huh. It's like my pulse was racing. My face felt hot. Uh-huh. Does that make sense? Was of course Veronica. was of course Uncanny X-Men. For oh. Me, for uh, you win today, sir. <laughs> but that's just because I took a beloved franchise and did that with it. Yep. It's the scariest thing I could think of. Excrement on a cartridge. <laughs> that's what that was. Right now we're going to pause for your uh, station identification, Trevor. He doesn't know. <laughs> you see my cogs literally grinding to a halt. Please stand by for technical difficulties. Right now, of course, it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. And that, of course, Trevor is... The Bliss Quiz!
I, think, I guess I'll start this one since you started the... Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm looking at my list to see which one's going to be first. Okay, here we go. I actually ordered mine, so we're good to go. Number one, forever. Before the pumpkin, what did we carve for Halloween? I'm going to give you a few choices. Okay. Was it one, eggs? Was it two, watermelons? Was it three, turnips? Or was it four, potatoes? And by we, you mean people in general? Yes. Before we not, not me and you, as in like in history. Potatoes? <laughs> no, it was turnips. Oh. The reason they switched to pumpkins, of course, was A, they look better when you put a candle in them. But also, B, turnips are very difficult to carve. I would imagine <laughs> chiseling a block of wood. Yeah. Well, cool. I feel more learned. You're welcome. So I'm going to give you some real history. I do it. What was the name for Resident Evil in Japan? So the original name for the Resident Evil series. Okay. I want to give you three choices. It's probably a pretty easy one, but we'll see. Was it Zombie Knots, Biohazard, or Evil House? I feel like it's Evil House. I'm going to go with the Evil House. <laughs> no, it's Biohazard. Oh. I was hoping you'd pick that one. Quick, here's a little quick bit of history for you. So Biohazard uh, became Resident Evil outside of Japan because apparently it's really hard to copyright Biohazard. Apparently there was a rock band yeah. called Biohazard and a company and something else. So they made a contest to rename it. And uh, one of the, the high guys up at Capcom was talking about how much he hated. Resident Evil was very tongue-in-cheek yeah. because you were in a mansion, a residence, and it was evil. So okay, it's yeah. like saying Evil House. So, oh, so yeah, that was the joke. Why do I feel like we played a game called Evil House? It sounds like it should be a game. Yeah, but that okay. was my pun. All right, well, I fell for it, sir. Well yes, done, awesome. Okay, <laughs> try to make us both look stupid. That's the goal here. Yeah, and I believe we succeed yeah, on a daily basis. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. You're number two. This is a fill in the blank, as in you have to guess okay. what this answer is. Candy corn. You know the candy, candy corn. Uh-huh, I know of it. Was originally called what? Oh, okay. It doesn't even look like corn. I want to say tricolored triangles. Because that's what it is. <laughs> Chicken feed. Oh, <laughs> that's what it really is. You ever tasted that stuff? I personally love I candy corn. I don't think chickens would eat it. I'd rather. That's eat, what's wrong with you. Okay. I'd rather eat candy corn to play Resident Evil Code Veronica. I again. finally know what's wrong with you. Okay. <laughs> That was number three. My number two. Oh, you're number two. I'm good at this. Math. So, I need you to find the bargain. You need to be a bargain hunter. Oh, I can do this. I do this on a daily basis. So, I looked up three Resident Evil items on eBay. Oh, this is mine. This is yeah. cake. All right. And you need to find the bargain, which is the cheapest item of these okay. three. gotcha. So, your first choice is the Game Boy Color version of Resident Evil. All right. Cartridge only. A Barbie-like doll that is Claire Red- Redfield, the heroine of this game we played today. Okay. And Umbrella Corporation Men's Wedding Ring. Is that a real? Is that real? Yeah, it's a, it's a men's wedding ring with Umbrella Corporation. Yeah, you're talking about the logo. Yeah. logo, yeah. Which is the villains in this game, yeah. by the way. So that's my three choices? Yep. The Barbie doll, or it's not really Barbie, but the Claire doll, yeah. Umbrella Core, or the Game Boy Color game, which is the cheapest. The cheapest? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> It should be the doll, so I wouldn't go with the doll. Okay. But I'm probably wrong because of how you always do this. All right, well, 
I'll just give you all the options and we'll see how you did. Okay, good. The uh, Resident Evil Game Boy Color game. Can I just say I love it when you draw it out so I look even more dumb? Yes, I, I, you can say that. <laughs> I don't know if this guy's insane or if it actually is that rare. I didn't look it up. But he was asking $2,900. You don't think I'd get that? I mean, this guy would get that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he should. <laughs> For the Game Boy Color version of Resident Evil. It might be that rare. I don't think so, though. Uh, the Barbie doll, which was your choice, mm-hmm. was $1,500. So far, I'm doing great. Or the Claire doll, sorry. No yeah. trademark here. The Umbrella Corps Men's Wedding Ring. I guess I cheated a little bit, because it still has a few hours left, and there are people actively bidding on it. But it is currently at $0.12 cents with free shipping. <laughs> what, kind China. Of, what kind of ring is it? Have they said? Is it it's safe? some kind of metal alloy, like tungsten or something. Okay. That is amazing. This jewelry from China, like you can buy it for less than a dollar, including shipping. Yeah. It's, this one's at 12 cents currently with free shipping. <laughs> Your wife is so, a lucky woman that you know this. Yes. So, sorry, your $1,500 doll was not the bargain. Oh, dang it. <laughs> you know, part of me knew it was going to be the ring because of what you try to trick me all the time. Yeah. But I just didn't want to believe it. I wanted to think, <laughs> I wanted to think that you respected me enough. A ton of fans will realize this is the second time I put cheap Chinese jewelry on the eBay list to trip Johnny up. Yeah. So I think I won't do it anymore. I fall for it every time. So now I'm going to second guess it and not know what I'm going to do. <laughs> All right, Trevor. Number three. Yes. All right. This, again, is you have to guess this. I'm giving you zero options. Mm-hmm. In some places in the world, now this is true, in yes. some places in the world, around the time of Halloween, like the last couple of weeks of Halloween, if I'm thinking right, right, they do not allow, as in, that you can't do this, what? I don't get any choices? No. Wow, that is very broad. Uh-huh. Well, trick-or-treating would be the obvious one, because kids get kidnapped and things. <laughs> um, <laughs> pumpkin carving, um... I'm going to say give out candy. No. Oh. Uh, in some areas, and I know this is in the United States. I don't know if it's anywhere else. And it's not all of the United States. But yeah. in some places, they around Halloween, uh, the Halloween holiday, or whatever you want to call it, they do not allow the adoption of black cats for fear that they'll be sacrificed. Absolute truth. Oh, my goodness. Okay, that actually makes sense. I was going to yeah. something ridiculous. But that, I can I can understand that. Yeah. Huh. Oh, ridiculous. You think I'm making things up? No. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, gosh. Oh. Speaking of real, uh-huh. your final question is a doozy. Oh, I love doozies. I'm going to give you five actual quotes from the Resident Evil series. <laughs> okay. Sorry, four actual quotes. I need you to find oh. them. I need you to find the one I made up. Okay. Right. And I'm going to be genuinely impressed if you get this. All right, all right, hold on. I'm going to lean back and I'm going to close my eyes and think about these. So the Resident Evil series is known for its interesting dialogue, and you need to pick the quote that is not real. <clears throat> Your first one. Don't be a hard dog to keep under the porch, Barry. <laughs> Choice B. That was too close. You were almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> C. Where's everyone going, Bingo. D. Wow, those zombies are dying for some Claire Burgers. <laughs> and your final choice? Jill, where are you? I don't know. A room, I think. 
This is great dialogue. This is, <laughs> and only one of those is fake. That's the brilliant thing. Yeah. All right. I'm judging this purely on your sense of humor and having known you for so long. I feel it's the Claret Burger one. Because that sounds like something you would come up with. Because if you didn't, whoever wrote that line is brilliant. Yeah. So, yeah, the Jill sandwich was real, but it led to me making up the Claire Burgers. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Excellent. I have to give you kudos. Well, the only reason is because we've known each other. So yeah. I would not have gotten that. I've been betrayed by <laughs> knowing each other. That's been, uh, Trevor, I think we've successfully scared everybody. That episode, I don't even know what this one's going to be like. That's This is going to be our best episode or the one that needs to be buried and left for dead. Okay, we're going to put a disclaimer on this episode. Uh-huh. If you're going to listen to this one, you need to have an extra pair of pants. And do you know why? Why are you telling them this at the end of the episode? Because I want them, I want them to know that I've worn them afterwards. Okay. <laughs> this is the best time to warn people. Yes, exactly. It's after it's happened. Uh-huh. you got to have a second pair of pants because, uh-huh. A, you're going to be scared right out of the ones you're wearing now. Yep. And B, if you don't get scared out of them, you're going to urinate in them like, uh, like crazy. There was literally nothing scary about this episode until you started talking about that. By urinating yourself? Yeah. Have you ever peed yourself? It's scary, especially if you're in public. Good thing I brought pants with me. You did? Yeah. <laughs> that's good. I didn't. I knew we were playing these games. I came prepared. No, that's probably pretty yeah. good. So, if you're going to listen to Retro Bliss, this special Halloween episode, have an extra pair of pants. pants.